0: This
1: is Government Gone Digital. I'm Dana Birchman, Chief Digital Officer here in Gilbert, Arizona, and I'm here today with our two digital journalists, Jessica Bautista and Liz Rowe, and our what I like to call digital guru, Derek Konofalski. We just premiered our fifth annual digital state of the town at the local Harkins Movie Theater, and we had more than 300 people that came to watch the premiere. It's a 15 minute documentary style video and highlights our previous year's accomplishments. And if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know we did two one with the mayor and talking about why we do a digital state of the town, and another with the process that goes into making a video like a digital state of the town. And we always have a theme, and this year's theme was Choose Gilbert, and we asked the community to engage with us by using the hashtag Choose Gilbert, and we had a variety of components that went into this. So we're going to talk a little bit today about the event and how it went, I thought it was really successful. Like I said, it was our fifth one and I thought it was our best by far. We had a great turnout. Obviously, we create a video so that you don't have to come to an event to be able to watch it. But I thought that the event went really well. And we get a lot of questions from other cities about how we do our digital state of the town and then if we do actually hold an event to show it. So I thought it would be great to take some time and while it was still fresh in our minds and talk about the event we had last week.
0: I thought it went really well, and I like you know it, it just gets better every year. It's one of those things that it's a fun event to host and um, and be a part of, and it brings out really the whole community. A lot of community leaders, even dignitaries from other cities and things like that, come to our event, which is great um, to share in this together. And it's grown; it's gotten bigger. So the first year we hosted it um, at town hall in our own council chambers and kind of projected it on the screen that we usually use to project the meetings and different information, like PowerPoint um, presentations that they would project to council. Um, So we, we had it in that platform. We did that for two years and then, and then it, it got so big, we moved it to Harkins and we had our first year at Harkins was the small theater, you know, it held like 250 people. And then last year it got so big, we upgraded to the 400 person theater. And so we were there as well this year. And I think, over you know each time we do it, it gets a little bit, a little bit bigger, and it gets a little bit more. Um elaborate, but it's also a whole lot of fun. Like having the social wall up there and having people come and take photos and kind of a photo booth atmosphere. They can post, they can then look at their photos on the big screen before um, the movie starts. It's just a lot of fun.
1: We do a red carpet arrival. So you get an opportunity to come and take a photo with the mayor. And people just love that because they actually get to interact with the mayor as well and say hello and she can welcome them. And I thought that was really great. And it's it's not that simple though. We all know like, you know, I, I always say I'm not in the event planning business, but I've gotten into these like...
0: We find ourselves in the event planning role.
1: And there's a lot of logistics. So talk about, because there's a lot of pre-planning that goes into testing the video in the theater. So um, we all had different roles during Derek. You were up in the booth with their Harkins representative and you couldn't hear a thing. But I thought it was really, you know, it's great because people probably don't see a lot of the behind the scenes too, that goes into showing up, doing lights, um, making sure the sound, making sure the video works and testing all. So we did that in advance about a week prior. So maybe yeah, talk we, a little bit about what, what goes into that whole process.
0: We always have like a full blown technical run through um, a week before so that if anything goes crazy wrong, we can have another one before the actual event, which is, you know, um, a really good thing to have just to to make sure you're all on the same page and you know your roles and
2: yeah, and I think that's where we're really, we are really the strongest because we've talked about it with nearly every like project-based podcast that we've talked about, but the planning is like number one for us so just you know you mentioned I I couldn't hear anything up in the projection booth because they have like that soundproof glass or whatever they have like a little speaker that's playing the sounds but you know I'm basically sitting there looking trying to look out the window to see like timing for the lights and like when to start the video and we do like little previews beforehand and we have to switch audio for we have a microphone the mayor does her um, speech before the actual presentation of the video and sometimes you know there's like on on the fly stuff that changes depending on what's going on. So just knowing the, the the kind of the process, the workflow of what the event is supposed to go like, I think our practice is like the number one thing. And I'm actually surprised too, just the number you know the number of people that come in. Um, We notice all the little like technical things or like we notice all kinds of I've never heard anybody yet complain about something that they just they didn't think was, you know, 100 percent awesome. So
3: and you learn you learn in the run through too. like we realized when Derek was up in the booth. okay, he can't hear us. How are we going to communicate with each other? So we actually found this app. That acts as a walkie talkie. So we each had our our iPhones and we had headphones. So we knew for day of, we could all communicate with each other, whether we're up in the booth or down at the lights where I was or down in the theater in the seats where Jess was. And we could all be on the same page as far as what was going on. So we ran it just like a typical show, you know, lights go, previews go, um, mayor go things like that. So we had the ability then to communicate with each other. So you kind of, the run through gives you the opportunity to really not only not only problem solve technical issues, but also figure out those small things like, okay, we're going to need walkie
1: talkies. Yeah, and you guys mentioned the mayor, and so we do get those questions. People say, you know, oh, the mayor still talks, but it's not, you know, at a podium with a PowerPoint presentation. There's no type of presentation. She just gives a few introductory remarks and thanks everyone for coming. Does some recognitions of dignitaries and so forth. It's pretty brief, I would say, five minutes, and then she does introduce the video. So if it is something that you're thinking about doing, um, you still do see her. She is the host of the video too. But at the event, she interacts with people as they're arriving on the carpet. And then she does give a few brief remarks. And then she actually gave a few remarks after the video as well. Thanked everybody for coming. And she just takes a microphone and we just go down. But that's another element of testing, you know, being sure that her microphone is ready to go and the audio, because we talked a lot about how certain, you know, like we wanted the previews, a certain sound level. We had a video that we showed at the end we had a Justin Timberlake parody dance video that we wanted to show after we wanted the sound to be a little bit lower because people would be leaving and mingling and so um there's a lot of you know elements that go into planning an event like this making sure that all of that runs seamlessly so
2: yeah and i think too like you mentioned the volume thing is so important. Like I don't think a lot of people think about that kind of stuff when they're hosting an event. I've been to so many business conferences or events where somebody just starts talking and then somebody's messing with the volume in the middle of them talking and like it's ours was all very intentional we did the the run through it was like yep turn it up turn it down we write down the volume levels you know put little notches next to the the faders and stuff of where exactly we want the volume for everything and it's stuff like that it's it's people are going to be talking walking in and out you don't want the volume of something to overshadow it but for obviously the actual state of the town video we want that cranked you know as high as we can go without getting in trouble kind of sort of a thing um it's all it's all in that practice and it's all thought out in advance there's there's a, a reason for everything that we did
1: and i thought it was interesting that when you did the run through you came back and said there were things you heard which i think is a great point to make because you guys had watched that video a million times and we'd been editing and i'd heard it you know a bunch and then you get it into a movie theater and there's going to be audio issues that you hear that you don't hear you know, at your at your desk or on your computer while, when you're editing. Every Absolutely. speaker,
0: every screen is different. And so you really, it's a must have to be able to practice your piece, you know, in the venue that it's going to launch and see it on that screen and hear it through those speakers. Because, you know, even the difference between a lot of the times we edit, uh, we're editing simultaneously. So we're wearing our headphones and we're editing sections of our pieces. And then there's a point where we have to take them off and listen through their speakers because it's different just from headphone to speaker. And then it's different from the speakers that are. For the speakers at the uh, at the movie theater, so you really have to kind of see it in that venue to get a real feel for what it's going to be like.
3: Absolutely, and of course, there are levels specific levels that you edit audio to, and you can edit your audio to those levels and have them intentionally set not peaking exactly where they're supposed to be. And you might get in the theater and it just sounds different and you just have to go sometimes by your ear and what sounds louder, or maybe you get a pop that wasn't there, which we <laughs> ran into. We ran into that. And and so I think um, having the opportunity to preview it in the theater, listen to it, how you're going to hear it at the actual event, it's crucial.
0: And this, you know, the adjusting the volume, like Derek was saying, um, marking those uh, volume points, even up in the projection booth, that's a little bit of prep time that goes a really long way when it comes to the impact that it has and the um it it making your event a really smooth event that that, you know, people can enjoy without even thinking about.
2: Well, I think it's like that polish, you yeah. know, like knowing knowing that kind of stuff in the event. Yeah, you could do it during the event. You could, you know, we and could start the video and then just the event. Exactly. But when people look at it and it's like, oh, boom, volume change, boom, you know, the next thing goes up, boom, the next thing. And it just flows so smoothly. It just, you know, we're, we're I like to say, you know, we're Gilbert, but like that makes us look really, really, really good.
1: Yeah. People love the popcorn too. We give yeah. everyone a... Mm-hmm little voucher to get a popcorn with like the kids it's basically the kids pack we joke a- that they come for yeah. the free food they love Mallory. it they love and it's, it is and it is funny if you go to any other mayor's state of the city address you'll notice probably a meal served you know we. how many of you been to it's like your same salad or breakfast yeah. you know it's the same meal You. they all it's like weddings right they all serve the same thing and they all start to kind of blend in together and people always tell us and especially after the event they walk up and say you know how many of these types of events I have to go to it is so refreshing to be able to come to one, you know, in a movie theater with popcorn, just a totally different feel. And so people enjoy that. And, you know, like I said, most of these people are going to multiple events like these around the same time of year. And so how many mayors do you want to see standing behind a podium talking? And, you know, to me, it just seems so logical. Plus with the reach that we get with a video way beyond an event, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, it, it also is, there's something about, we thought, well, we don't really need to have an event. It really is meant to be a video that you could watch from everywhere and not have to come to an event But there is something really fun and special and I think the pride I know every time I always say this I see the video You know dozens of times before I see it up on that screen I always get choked up when I see it on the big screen and you see a room full of people and it's packed And there's something just really powerful about that too and that experience So when we got a new mayor this year, I had a couple of people say Well, are we going to still have the event because they thought that that was our previous mayor that wanted to have this special event and our mayor said, oh no, we're going to have that event because it really is. There's something amazing and just seeing your work on a big screen. That's yeah. really, you know, quite special, and, and it I sets think
0: it apart. It sets it apart from all the other, like you were saying, the other mayors that get up on a podium and things mm-hmm. like. People will Which remember. I saw ours. one recently. I saw yeah.
2: I saw some pictures that people had taken from another event, yeah. very similar to that, and the the entire atmosphere is different. Right,
3: mm-hmm. and I think it's important to mention too. There's nothing like that instant feedback from the audience. As soon as the state of the town was over. We had everyone coming up to us and giving us instant feedback. I love this part. This really stood out to me. This was, you know, whether it was from economic development or the different sections, um, we had that instant, instant feedback from the audience. And you, you also, you don't, you might get comments online, but you can really go into conversations in person like that. People so were it's
2: clapping. Really
1: important. Yeah, yeah. that's an like, awesome like, feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's the mayor's address, you know, the yearly address, and people are clapping for it. It's Absolutely.
1: Like... And we did we did get some feedback. I thought that was really great. We did some different things this year. One thing we did, obviously, all of our council members are always featured in our state of the town, and our, and our manager, our town manager, and a lot of times his section, we would follow the analytics, and people would kind of drop out because he came with a lot of stats and numbers and infographics, and it's not the most exciting section. In, in previous time. The but,
2: vegetables, as just likes yes, to say. Yes, yes.
1: And we've talked about that in a previous episode too. So we, instead this time, you know, you guys mixed it up, put him in a golf cart in his neighborhood and had him kind of out and about. And his wife was there and she came up to me after. So it was so nice to not see him in that same, you know, he's always been wearing a suit and a tie and just kind of spitting out numbers. And this time it was a different side. And I think a lot of people will see... I talked about this also in a previous episode, but how often do you get to see your city manager and put a face with him? And this was even more personalized because you saw his grandson, you saw him in his neighborhood, at his home. And so I thought that was really interesting and kind of different. And so another great piece of feedback that we got was, oh, it was great to see your manager, you know, in his, you know, as a real human, you know? So I think that's really great too.
0: And it is, you know, it's first and foremost the mayor's event. So to have um, to have Mayor Daniels be there and taking pictures with people and talking to them beforehand and then mingling afterwards and people can come up and, like, share their feedback and, and, you know, ask her questions and things like that, I think it's just a great all-around event to get the community together and really celebrate Gilbert.
3: It's a really personalized event. You have yeah. the mayor right there. You're watching with the mayor. You're watching the mayor host this video on the huge movie screen in front of you and you're watching with her right there. Same with Patrick, same as, you know, everyone in the video, most, most people are there in person
1: attending. So where else do you get the opportunity to do that? And the branding, we tie everything together. We had a handout that we give that kind of supplements the video. It has a lot more of those numbers and statistics, like I was talking about earlier, that we ended up kind of leaving out of the video this time, but we give a handout that can live beyond the event that we use for various purposes throughout the year. But we also had another piece of branding incorporated into the social wall. So Derek set up this amazing experience where people could use the hashtag ChooseGilbert, and we were asking them ahead of the event also to be posting while they were arriving, um, when they were posting their photos or comments to be using the hashtag Choose Gilbert. And they did that and it was this social wall had pulled all of them together and was putting them up on the screen. So talk a little bit about that. People loved seeing their faces or their comments or their names yeah, up on the screen. Yeah, that was my f-
2: one of my favorite moments from the whole event was I saw somebody come in, get their picture taken with the mayor and like their significant other, you know, took a picture with their phone and it obviously went up on Instagram right afterwards because maybe five minutes after that, they saw it on the screen. And I, I got to see the moment where like they noticed that the picture yes. that they just took a couple of minutes ago was up on the screen. Um, so yeah, we, we we put up the social wall that um, it's all based on that hashtag, so Choose Gilbert. Um, it's not very difficult to set up. I mean, it's a little time-consuming. There's some stuff that goes into it, obviously. But um, it pulls from Twitter and Instagram, and it's just a like a 10-minute refresh loop. It just displays the, the last couple posts that showed up. It refreshes every 10 minutes and then pops the next ones up and we matched all the branding so the fonts and everything matched what was on the graphics in the video it matched what was on the pamphlets the little choose your own adventure books that we gave everybody the colors obviously we had all decided uh, in advance on a color palette for that type of branding and stuff Um, And then, you know, it's just a matter of watching that, um, moderating it a little bit, which we don't ever have any issues with that. So I'm thankful. But, you know, we are watching that Um, and just, you know, making sure that that people see their stuff pop up, making sure that when somebody posts a comment that it goes up there.
1: And this is something you could use and we do use it various events. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there and you're thinking about, you know, ways to just make an event you have a little bit more interactive, even when we had, um, events in our council chambers for our mayor um, going away. We you know had a lot of his goodbye, the farewells, the messages that people were posting online when he was leaving office. That was great, a great experience. So we use it for our Spark App League events mm-hmm. and we can pull all the comments of you know things that kids are posting throughout the day. So I think it's really a great tool to use, you know, not just for a state of the town, but you can use it for a variety of purposes.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's pretty, it it depends on how you do it, but I mean, you can pull in even just putting up a Twitter page on there. It it may not, you know, look or match your branding or whatever, but even just pull pull up the Twitter feed for your hashtag for your event and let people see that stuff, have somebody refreshing that, you know, we, we researched this stuff. We ended up kind of putting together a custom social wall thing but you know we researched a couple there's companies that do nothing but social walls and you can buy it per event um, and pay to have that up there
1: we used it for an all employee event and what happened was we were giving out prizes so we were you know giving incentives for people to post but when other groups saw other people posting then they're like oh I need to post so literally everyone's reaching down for their yeah, phone signing up for Twitter in that moment which <laughs> yep. was part of the, what we wanted to happen was you know I, I believe your employees are your best brand advocates and so again the people in the audience I think some people were walking into this event at the state of the town and they're like oh wait a second you know and then they'd be more likely to get their phone out and also use the hashtag so it really does work in that sense and then people I want to see my face up there my name my little girls saw themselves and they were so excited but then they saw my Name because my account had posted and they're like that's your name. You know? <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> it on is the it big is. screen. Yeah. It's yeah. instant
3: gratification that yeah. you get, and it's fun, and it's at State of the Town. Especially, it sets a tone right when you walk in. It sets a fun, interactive tone, and it gets people talking and posting and interacting with each other.
2: Yeah, it's so weird to me because I just I you wouldn't think that an event like this would attract that many people to come, but it's stuff like the social wall and stuff like the mayor being there. It's all these little things that when you put them together, it makes the event so much fun. And I even saw a couple people on the social wall that, you know, you might think that people taking pictures at the event would dominate that wall, but people were posting pictures from outside the event In, you know, in the event, we saw, I saw at least a a handful of pictures that people had posted that they obviously took beforehand or, you know, from outside that it was almost like it reminded them like, oh, yeah, this is a great picture of us hanging out in Gilbert or this is a great picture of something that we did in Gilbert.
1: And that happened during the employee event, too. I think Mm -hmm. employees were reminded that they had taken photos on the job that they still had in their phone and probably had not done anything with. And some of them were adorable. I think one was, you know, like a was a police. Was it? There was a there police was officer, or, yeah, eating yeah. lunch at his eating desk, at desk yeah. or something, <laughs> and it was like a really clever post they made, and and so it does, it sparks, and I think. Some of them that had never thought about following their place of employment before or people that never thought about engaging with their the community or their city organization that way. It kind of, oh, okay, like my city cares about me and wants to hear my story. And it really is a powerful tool. And like I said, it can last Far beyond your event. Well, yeah, that's, that's the
0: beauty of it; it continues on afterwards. For the yeah. employee event you were, you were talking about, we did have we discovered one of our best advocates through that event. He started posting and, and tweeting at us, and then well afterwards, you know, we get we get uh, Snapchats from yeah. him and all sorts. Of, and he's a public works guy, and he'll be out in the you know in the field on the street and just you know tweeting the pictures of what they're doing that day and everything. It's a great it's a great tool, and it's something kind of you know opens your eyes and then they they use it from then on and same thing with the choose gilbert hashtag which is exactly what we intend for people to do is to continue to share the reasons that they choose gilbert on social and um so i think it's yeah it's a great tool to kind of kick that off
2: yeah and i think it was again the planning part we introduced that hashtag like in advance and then our social media analysts set up this really cool multi-account social media you know um, the Instagram, kind of choose, yeah, the, it was like own Instagram. Adventure. Choose your the adventure. The best thing
0: I've ever seen on yeah. Instagram. And so
2: it was like this, you know, that that hashtag. People knew about it before the event. Then. Coming to the event, they saw the effect of like having it up on the social wall and having, you know, so people started contributing in. and participating there. And then after the fact, it was just like, a, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is the hashtag that I should use for all my Gilbert stuff. And it's been working. You know, we we just have to kind of remind people now, but they're doing it on their own. And it's just, it's the before, during and after thing. There's always, you know, it's that's all part of the plan.
1: Yeah. And let's talk about the reach with the video, because I think, you know, we've, we've covered the event pretty well, but what's so powerful is that most of these events, I don't know, a few hundred people attend, I assume, if that, maybe 100, 150 people in most cities probably come to hear their annual mayoral address and, and that's it, right? Like they give an update and they leave and that's the end of it. And for us, this is the power that we have with a video that then we're able to share beyond the event. So we premiere the event at the local theater and the minute it's over, we're posting it everywhere and we'll talk about where, but I wanted to go over some of the stats so far. So this is just in a, in a week that we have more than 14,000 Native views on on Facebook um, with nearly 200 shares. I think there's, you know, at least 30 comments too, all oh, yes. positive and, um, you know, a lot of community pride. So this is a great source of pride where people can show off and share. So they'll take the video on Facebook and say, hey, look where I live or look where I work or look at how great our community is. So that's another, you know, great reason to make a video and What a great tool it is to um, spread the word far and wide about Gilbert. And then more than 2,000 views on YouTube. So it's so funny because, again, we're pulling most people natively on social media, which even back when we started doing this, because as we mentioned, it's our fifth annual, so in five years, where we were, you know... freaking out over how are we going to get more views on YouTube? How are we going to get more YouTube subscribers? The first
0: year, our goal was 2,000 views. Total. Yes. Total. Total, All
1: together. Yeah. This
0: year that happened in YouTube alone in a week.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And again, we talk a lot about in previous episodes about like clicking through or, you know, wanting to, you know, people aren't as willing to do that. And so cumulative views are really important now. You know, you, you kind of put your video everywhere and try to reach people as much as you can. So talk about, I mean, we have it on the website, we have it on YouTube, we have it natively on social, we have, you know, shortened versions driving, you know, promo type style videos on Instagram that are going to drive back to the whole video. Um, so it's really about getting it everywhere. So as many people as possible can see and share this video.
0: Yeah. Again, you want the, you want to reach the biggest audience possible and doing that is is meeting them where they are. And so if they're an Instagram user, you want, you have to customize it to that platform. It's got to be a minute or less. So we chopped it up and made some previews and drove to that longer version on the website. Um, you know, if it's Facebook, it's got to be native in Facebook. It's got to have the closed captioning for the people that are watching it on silent no matter where they are. Absolutely. (laughs) And, um, you know, so you think about where everybody is, where you could possibly reach them, and how to either give them the whole video in that one dose or get them to where they can easily get to the video themselves, the the full version of it. You know, and even watching the preview or the sections that we highlight, we have an economic development section that we use, you know, on the specific channels for those platforms, and then they send out in their own e-blast. So there are some kind of chunks and segments that we can market individually, but it also always drives back to like the full version for people who do want to know more.
3: And I think how you mentioned Dana is it's a sense of hometown pride. People really love to share this video. They like to say, this is where I live. When, when else do you have the chance to share a video, a high quality, amazing video like this with people who maybe live in other states or other countries, your friends on Facebook. So it's, it's a really cool opportunity to say, look at where I live and show it in a really positive um way.
2: Light. Yes. Light. Yeah, I'm really glad you said that. I, I pulled up next door because next, next, oh, yeah. next, like, yeah. next door. Oh yeah, That's door. next are amazing. It's like yeah. I love this town. Moving my family and business here was the best decision I've ever made. Thanks for sharing this. I'm happy our family chose Gilbert. Awesome. I love, love you know. Like yes. just all this stuff that's just like I I love Gilbert. Gil, you know I, this was a good thing. And for you can't me. pay I for that. And don't I forget
1: yeah. about next door because yes. that is that's a where your community free, is. Powerful way to reach, and you know you can target neighborhoods with messaging, which is amazing. But this, we just got an amazing response on Nextdoor because it's that perfect, it plays right into that community pride and, oh, look where I live, you know, and what we all have in common, right? And especially with your neighbors. You all chose to live here for a reason. And I think that that's really interesting too. And so when you're thinking about your content or your videos and where you're going to put them, and I know we had a whole episode just talking about, you know, no more creating content for public access television, but creating content and putting it everywhere and really thinking about, like you said, going where your audience is and being sure that you are where they are and you're making it easy for them. And I'm so glad you brought up the closed captioning because you know, again, how many times are you in a meeting or doing something else when you really shouldn't be? And you're kind of like, I'm watching this video. I can't turn my sound on. Yeah, you scroll through and
0: you kind of start reading it and you're like, oh, okay. And then you turn the sound on because you want to hear more, but you read it first, uh, you know, nowadays on Facebook.
3: And another great thing about those comments is everyone sees them. So you get these positive comments and they're open to everyone. So everyone also can openly see the positive feedback that you're getting from the community. It's and, genuine. Yeah.
1: I think we had like 33 thumbs up on YouTube already and um, comments. You know, every every single comment has been positive, which I love to point out, not because I'm saying the video is so great, even though I, I believe that it really is. I think that there's so much fear around social media still and people get so nervous. I hear about this. I don't know if it's government related or what it is, but that fear of opening yourselves up to any type of criticism or scrutiny or negativity. And I think in so many cases, we probably hold back because, oh, if we post that, I think back to some situations where we've had that have been some of our most popular and viral videos that had concerns around. um, What if people don't like it or what if. Yeah. Or what if, or what if people think our, you know, our police officers are making this kid's dream come true. And what if they think it's That's not, they're not out there doing their job, um, fighting crime every hour of the day. And, And so it's just this really important point, I think, to make that, you know, and you might get, you know, you might get a few negative comments and that's okay, but I always talk about that compared to the positive comments that you get. I mean, I could list on my hand in five years the amount of, you know, real problem comments that we've had that really raised concerns. It was like, oh, you know, how am I going to respond to that? that Or do we have an answer? answer? And people didn't
0: police themselves. That's the other thing.
1: Exactly. People will get
0: on there and defend, you know, whatever it is.
1: And then compare it to the list of positives. You can't. It's you can't compare them. And how great does it make you feel? You know, and like you said, if you lived in this community and you went on and you saw what everyone else was saying about where you lived and, you know, we talk so often about um, marketing and and how you measure community sentiment and how do you really know if your community, you know, is happy or liking what you're producing and what your marketing materials, you know, are. And I say there's no better way Look, go to social media and go and look. And this is a perfect example of creating something like this that can be shared and used, you know, far beyond a single event. And I can go on and I can show you on Nextdoor, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, why people love engaging with us and why they love living here. You know? my
2: favorite thing about the state of the town to that same point is that it shows the people that live in Gilbert that work in Gilbert as people like it's a very, very human centric, like, mm-hmm. you know, connection type of video. And we see people connect in the comments of these videos. We see them connect on social media. Um, You know, we see people relate to the experiences that they see in the videos and and from the people that work for Gilbert and the people that live here. And it just... I think the whole thing is really very community focused and that's, you know, it kind of goes back to the point that we talk about almost all the time.
1: That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So we, you know, immediately started, you know, debriefing from our big event and our high, and started planning. Okay, because everyone always says, "How are you going to top this next year?" It's the first question I always get. So we already start planning. (laughs) Another important point to make, I think, because I do get a lot of questions, and I have mentioned this before, that you know, what production company do you use? Well, we make the video entirely in house, and it is done over the course of a year. It is the year in review, and so you have to start shooting now for next year's event. And so if you were going to hire a production company to come in and follow every event in your town, I mean, that's impossible. I think you could, you know, maybe hire someone to edit it for you once you had all of the footage um, at the very end. But I really, you know, can't emphasize enough. So yes, we did jump right into planning for next year already and thinking about how we're going to top it and um, it's great because we have a new mayor and um, we didn't know when we went into the planning of this year's who the mayor was going to be because we had an election it was an election year and it worked out um, it worked out okay we had an interim mayor. So we could have had the potential to have three different mayors in the yeah. last year. At least this now year, we know. <laughs> yeah, we know where a mayor is going to be. So we're on it. And we can't look wait. forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's can't be. wait. We've, got, we've already be. got some ideas in the can. I think it's going to be amazing. And uh, so we we'll look forward to continuing, you know, this conversation and... Sharing all that's yet to come with you and if you have not watched our digital state of the town you should and so you can go like I mentioned almost on any of our channels and platforms and find it or you can go to gilbertaz.gov backslash state of the town and also be sure to engage with us on social media. If you have questions or comments for us, use the hashtag GovGoneDigital or choose Gilbert. And also feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think about this podcast. And we'll see you soon from Gilbert, Arizona on Government Gone Digital.